0: Welcome to a Myths and Men Podcast, recorded live in Atlanta, Georgia. On this show you enjoy candid conversations for men, by men, about men's issues with an amazing twist. By exploring the arts, music, games, and film, our aim is to help men better understand themselves and navigate through life's daily challenges in order to become happier and more successful. I'm your co-host, John Parker. And I'm your co-host, Dr. Daniel P. David. And this is of Myths and Men. Hey, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of Myths and Men Podcast. I'm John Parker.
1: And I'm Dr. Daniel David.
0: And we are remotely recording today. Um, so we're trying out new technology. So if you hear an airplane overhead or a train whizzing by, that's because I'm in this hotel. And uh, apparently, they don't believe in acoustics here.
1: <laughs> I guess not. They needed, they needed to prepare for you.
0: Right, right, right. But you know, it's a comfy bed and a, and a big TV, so they're winning on other aspects.
1: Oh, so, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. We're I'm good. almost jealous.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's a life that only I can live right now. You know, one day, oh. one day it's for you, too. Uh,
1: okay, thank you very much. <laughs> I, I aspire to do that someday, okay?
0: It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Well, today's conversation is, is kind of being brought by... The times. Um, In recent weeks, there's been a lot of uh, tensions kind of erupting around, people calling 911 on folks, people getting removed from places like Waffle House and Starbucks and police involvement and things of that nature. And so we wanted to kind of take a break from—not take a break, but just really highlight these things that are kind of going on and kind of put some some psychological myths and men, Daniel and John, conversation on it to kind of— you know, bring everybody into the just into the light, bring everybody on the same page and kind of work through some things.
1: We're definitely going to talk to guys, you know, uh, people of color, but also, you know, we we need to be aware. Everyone needs to be aware if we're going to be healthy men and uh, conscious of what's happening around us in, in the world. You know, we need to pay attention to these things. And I know it's hard sometimes to talk about these things, I, I especially if you're listening for the first time. You know, we, we want to have these difficult conversations because we want to bring people together. And if we don't start talking, we're going to stay divided. So this is something that I think is very important for men, especially um, when we're trying to have a good sense of our own, Personal worth and identity, and uh, as men, you know whether we're uh, you know uh, a man of color or we're a white man, it, it, it doesn't matter. It really, you know, we need to actually um, address these issues and come together.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I think that it's you know these type of conversations, looking through, through looking at things through a psychological lens, and really being just able to spend time digesting what is happening as opposed to just reacting. Um, it's kind of what we want to do for, you know, our listeners. We want to be able to kind of parse this out in such a way where it's not just people just hearing and responding, hearing and responding, and not really hearing, not really processing, really just being offended and then responding from that offense, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, yes, that makes good sense. So, yeah. So today we're going to highlight Kendrick Lamar's XXX song, and we're going to compare that to Donald Glover's um, this is America mm. uh, song. I, I think these are both powerful songs, and they have powerful uh, video images as well. Uh, so, you know, we're we're going to attempt to really look at this as um, you know, open minded men, and to understand what what the message is here. Mm. So, um, John, uh, you know, you and I started talking about this uh, a while ago, and then you know, before show the show today, and. So, you know, we we have to be aware that our audience is a mixed audience and definitely um, we have men of color and we have um, men, um, Caucasian men mm-hmm. listening to this. And so we want to kind of help them understand, uh, first of all, uh, what Kendrick Lamar's uh, music is about, especially this song, and then um, Donald Glover. So um, what do you think uh, these songs are about and um, what, we, what was your reaction to them initially?
0: The, the importance of Kendrick Lamar's song, as we're highlighting in this conversation, is the, the overall background. So he just won a Pulitzer Prize a couple weeks or months back for the album "Damn," and often this is the first time a rap album has won that particular category, Pulitzer Prize for Music. And so wow, I wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, this, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. Quite a feat, Um, and it's it's interesting where you know you don't really know if this was political because of the times we're in, or if you know the people that are just on the committee now are a little more uh, open minded to the possibility of you know uh, rappers being able to to contribute to society at at large, you know, on on a, uh, a worldwide scale. Either way, I'm grateful for it. So I don't, you know, I'm not going to put too much time thinking why that why did it happen,
1: right? Um, Just be glad it did, right? Right, right,
0: right. (laughs) You know, celebrate it's a victory. Yes. Um, But uh, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's it's just where we are uh, in America, especially where Kendrick's, you know, uh, this particular song and and Childish Gambino or or, um, Glover's uh, "This Is America" song. It's just one of those things where it's if usually. Oftentimes, I'll say, when it comes to uh, people of color, well, I'll just say black in, in terms of America. We just go black, white okay. right now, right? Yes, um, that'll be easier. Yes, uh, black people, music, movies, entertainment gets seen as just that. It becomes entertainment because for the masses, that's what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And oftentimes, for those that are represented, it's, it's pain, it's agony, it's hurt, it's uh, being able to put... Out the internal struggles um, on on song or on movie or on video, and so with this XXX song, it's a commentary of Kendrick's worldview on America being good for some, but America not being good for all, and even when you're trying to uh, process what's going on um, in the face of tragedy, what you should do and how you should react. Is not often what you can do or what you want to do because of the level of atrocity that is taking place against you. Um, So specifically speaking for uh, XXX, it's the scenario is you have someone um, coming to Kendrick, asking him to give him help because his son has just been killed by another black man. Mm. Um, And so he's saying, Hey man, I know you're a spiritual guy. I know you want to, you know, help the community. I know you're out here doing great works. Help me process this, man, so that I can um, not go out and do uh, what I want to do. And as a curveball, Kendrick's like, yo, if somebody kills my son, that means somebody's getting killed. And you don't expect that. You're like, oh, shoot. And so he gives a uh, soliloquy is not the right word, but he just gives a trist. Is that the right word? I don't know what it is. Uh I was trying to use a fancy word. Uh, he he gives you the inner workings of somebody who has the consciousness to know, like, no, you can't respond with to violence with violence. But he's like, yo, that's your son. And he's like, you have right. memories. You can't get that guy back. There's a lot of things that's going on. You touch my mom, you touch my sister, you touch my daddy, you touch my niece, and somebody's going to touch you. Um, right. And then at the end, he goes back and say, matter of fact, uh, I got to call you back because I'm about to go speak at this convention. Um, and so it's one of those things where then he talks about guns and gun violence and, you know, the media wanting you to, believe that you need to be worried about black people and the guns they have, but then he talks about, you know, like the NRA perhaps, and they're getting guns shipped to them by the truckloads, Uh, and they're the ones that are uh, uh, having this armament of weapons, but you fear us, you know what I mean? Like white people are, are... And he's not saying all, and he doesn't even mention white people, but he's the idea that America is full of people being able to order online guns and go to these conventions and stockpile weapons, which was what happened during the Obama administration and different things when people were afraid of uh, gun control being an issue. Um, You know, so I could go on and on, but I won't, you know, but it's just, it's just the song itself. Just it's, it's a commentary on America, the place of a black man, black on black violence, the response to that uh, gun control having all these guns, just running around the streets, um, as well as in people's homes. Uh, and then Fox news telling, uh, America to be afraid of us, but we're not the ones that are able to stockpile, uh, in such a way. Um, and we're not the ones carrying out the mass shootings and so on and so forth.
1: You know, I think you make a really good point there. I was, I'm reading, um, Kendrick Lamar's, uh, uh verse three, it says, hail Mary, Jesus and Joseph, the great American flag is wrapped in drag with explosives. And, you know, in some ways we we have to really pay attention to what's happening uh, to our country right now. um, We've, we've had a major shift since uh, the the last election. And I know that there are guys on both sides of the fence that listen to this podcast and we want to encourage people to have a dialogue and to talk about Mm -hmm. the, the things that are happening in our country without having to, um, insult one another. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So, so in part, I think from my, you know, from my point of view, um, you know, this brings out the, the racial divide, the the racism that's in, in this country. It was always there. Mm -hmm. Um, definitely always there. You know, we can go back and we will, um, to some of the earlier, uh, songs that, that brought that out about the mm-hmm. lynchings and, uh, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, it, you know, as a, as a, a union, I believe that America is seeing its shadow, mm-hmm. uh, uh, right out in daylight. Mm-hmm. And I think Kendrick really does make a, a good point to show that, Hey, this is a serious thing, um, that we're, we're experiencing here. And, and, you know, a, along with Donald, Uh, Glover's Mm -hmm. song, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, guns, um, you know, guns, I, I believe we just had this shooting again in another high school.
0: Um,
1: we, we need gun control. We need responsibility. We need people to understand that, you know, the, the, the racism in this country is is really rampant and, um, uh, and and people are dying because, because people can get guns Mm -hmm. and, you know, so, I really um, think that uh, Kendrick makes a good point here about America being explosive.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's funny, too. So if you the not funny, but when you look at the like the first verse, um, just for some analysis sake um, and even some of the second verse, the idea that when people have the option of responding to violence with violence, as opposed to having to talk through things and to work through things and to um, being able to just sit down and have a well thought out conversation, which may seem ridiculous. Like somebody shoots your son, you're not going to be like, well, let me get in a room with a guy and figure out how we can come to a resolution. But just the idea that it's, it's so easily and readily available um, for someone to respond to violence with violence, especially with gun violence, just it's, it's a bad precedent. And I think that as long as that's still a thing in America, we're going to always have this problem, you know? Right, um, and right. it's unfortunate that it's such a disparity when it, like you don't, you don't hear, and I don't know if it happens enough or the news doesn't make it a big deal, but if you take a city like Chicago where there's, hundreds of people a month, you know, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but just dying because of violence and it's usually young black men. You don't hear about these same things happening in in other areas, whether it's like a, you know, a poverty for poverty match like Appalachian Mountains or just urban for urban, you know, just different contexts, of different cities. It's just something about the the I don't know what it is about the system that we live in or if it's the way people process trauma or whatever, but it's just like it's it seem it would you would seem as it would seem as if if I am, the cycle that happens with gun violence, somebody kills somebody, then somebody kills somebody, then somebody kills somebody, then somebody kills somebody, all in the name of revenge or, or, or pain or releasing that pain or whatever the case may be. Why wouldn't we as a nation want to be able to put an end to this cycle? You know what I mean? Like what is it about how these violence violent acts are, are, are committed that allows for politicians or whoever's in you know in those positions to not want to put a into this and then it leads to again what these two artists are talking about it's because it's usually young black men killing young black men and on a grand scheme of society they're throwaway people anyway so if they're throwaway people and they're killing themselves off and they're better off dead than in society then America benefits from that somehow, you know, not being too political right now, not going down that rabbit hole. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it should be a no brainer when you have all these violent acts happening all the time with people with guns in their hands. Like it should just be, hey, let's just create some legislature, some put something in place where this just can't happen. But when you have it happening to people that don't matter as opposed to the parkland shooting where now this is happening like oh this is an epidemic oh my gosh let's, parkland has happened these these young these young kids are dying let's have this walk, walk you know walk on uh uh this march on washington for these 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 teenagers who are mostly not of color um then it's an outcry then it's an outbreak then it's a thing you understand what i'm saying
1: Oh yes. Yeah. I, I I get it.
0: So and I wasn't you know. trying to derail the conversation, but just 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 point no, out I think that's all right. that this that's what's being pointed out in these in these things, like yo, like if you if you again, if you're aware of the culture, if you dig a little deeper, like yo, this this doesn't happen everywhere and it doesn't happen in everybody's community and this is America. This is the problem with what's going on.
1: You know, I think that um one thing that we have to remind people, uh, especially when we think about gun violence. You know, I, in many ways, I think black-on-black black, uh, gun violence is a um, a one-off. You know, you know, guy guy gets mad, at another guy, and they shoot each other. Mm-hmm. Um, with white violence, um, it's a school, mm-hmm. and we need to we need to pay attention to that too. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, I, I think that some people want to say that you know, well, you know, blacks are shooting blacks. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, is that um, the amount of school shootings and mass shootings, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you and I were in Vegas last year. Yeah. Um, for the Star Trek convention. And we were um, right next to the uh, area where uh, that shooter killed, what, what 50 people?
0: Yeah, he killed a lot of folks. Yep. Yeah.
1: A- and so, you know, gun violence is, is a huge problem in this country. Mm-hmm. And I think... Uh, that it's unfortunate that um, people want to blame uh, the minority community for you know killing each other, but mm-hmm. but we don't want to look at our own community mm-hmm. and and realize that we're we're actually um, doing more damage in many ways, um, not only to black lives but mm-hmm. to every life. Um, you know, kids. These are these are white kids coming into school with guns. You know, this last one, um, this past week was. Wearing the trench coat, you know, Mm. the, the, you know, the telltale sign of, of, you know, um, Columbine. Right, right. And, and so, you know, so, you know, to get back to this discussion, Mm -hmm. this is, this is a commentary on America and the mental health, the level of mental disease that is happening in, in America. And, um, I think that these two artists are bringing out these points very clearly
0: yeah, you're absolutely right. So these these the commentary on America, and it's I guess it's interesting because the these artists. So we got Kendrick Lamar, Childish Gambino, aka uh, Donald Glover, Donald Glover, aka Childish Gambino. They their way of addressing is through song and through video, but the American mainstream media, and instead of addressing white mass shooters as terrorists sometimes or whatever you want to label them as, it becomes these people are mentally ill. So when you have the black men shooting each other in the streets over gang turf or drug violence or just beef you know somebody's mad at somebody or whatever it becomes these people are just like violent criminals that need to be locked up and need to be taken away but when the you know when the when the white guys you know shoot 50 people at a time it's just a matter of oh we need to make sure mentally ill people don't have guns you know what i mean so even that slight kind of narrative change as it as a as it being not necessarily the guns or the availability of the guns. It's because you have these people that are black and they t- they tend towards violence, and that's just what they'll be. Or you have these one-off random sick people uh, that that shoot up a bunch of people. But it, it the problem is we're not really addressing the real issue. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that these songs are trying to make sense of things for the intended audience. But who's the like? How did this get addressed for? The, the you know the white kid that shoots up the school or the old white man that shoots up the people at the party or the you know the the young black white man that shoots up the people in church as they're trying to pray and have a service you know what I mean like like who's who's that voice where does that come from where, where does the help come from those people for those people
1: so 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 what I, I think I'm hearing you say is that um we don't really address these issues on both sides of the fence as a mental health problem is yeah that correct
0: that and as, as well as we have these Kendrick Lamar and Donald Glover being able to speak into the lives of their intended audience, who's just oftentimes you know black people or people of color as a whole, but who's speaking into who's who's the person that's going to be able to speak into the white guys if we're just looking at it as a black and white issue as far as like the shootings and stuff like where where where's the voice of reason for them like hey man we need to make sense of what's going on like Kendrick in this song XXX is trying to make sense of what's going on right Childish Gambino is trying to make sense of what's going on by highlighting the things that are happening and trying to create conversation but the conversation that you hear about the white mass shootings is Fox News saying these people are mentally ill and not saying hey what is going on with these people so why they keep doing this and who is going to help them the next shooter not be the next shooter does that make well,
1: sense? Yes, absolutely. So you, you're actually taking it in a good direction here because I've had these conversations recently about um, young men in general, but most of what I'm talking about, especially with the guys or the people that I'm talking with, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking about um, the mainstream, you know, you know what, young white males who have become disenfranchised and and angry, just extremely angry about the world. And the reason why they're disenfranchised, uh, I was reading a peer research, uh, article yesterday and, and, you know, um, young men are now looking at college as if it's, it's not for them. And, and, and so they don't have the job skills and they don't have, therefore they can't have the incomes and, and they're in poverty. And so they want to blame everyone else. They want to blame Uh, the immigrant, and they want to uh, blame black people for their problems. But I've I've been saying this all along, that the answer to uh, helping young men across the board is to educate them, give them some education, and make them feel useful in this world. And that's a mental health crisis right there. And so I definitely see where, you know, in some ways, the, the black community has Kendrick and Donald um, who do we have in the mainstream society talking about these this these um, disenfranchised uh, segment of white uh, young men in the middle of the country who listen to Fox News and you know or you know and 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 even MSNBC? I, I sometimes I think you know is all this kind of nonsense about who's who's good and who's bad mm-hmm. is is really problematic in this country. We're so divided. Mm-hmm. And and so we need to talk about the middle path and, and bringing people together and, you know, um, having diversity and embracing one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, to your point, I think there isn't anyone in this country that's really addressing the mental health crisis among young white males.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's sad because as we look at and I know we got to switch over in a little bit to the next piece of the conversation. But if you look at the lyrics for XXX or for This Is America, when you read them, it's just like, man, you can see if you're trying or if you have an understanding of what the problems are. Like these, these guys are addressing the issues and they're laying it out. You know what I mean? They're They're giving you insight into what's going on. But if you listen to, you know, mainstream media, whatever outlet that you have... They're not trying to offer solutions. They're just trying to sensationalize things and they're trying to find someone they can blame so that people can feel justified in what they're doing. And I think the contrast, again, to these two guys is like, man, they're trying to say, hey, man, wake up. Open your eyes. See what the issue is as we provide this commentary of what's going on. Look at the video. Look at the images. See what's going on, so that you you can have a backdrop as to what we're saying with our words. And if if everybody doesn't have that, if it's Asian young men, if it's you know Latino Chicano, uh, um, uh, you know uh, young men, you know just all the different ethnicities that are represented in America, whether it's First Nations, like whatever, like. Young men need to be able to have something where they can hear, see, and process and dialogue so that they can heal, so that they can move past, so that they can grow, so that they can become productive. And it has to happen for everybody. You know what I mean? And it's 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 sad that you can't rely on media and the loudest voices in the room to do that.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, one thing about this uh, Donald Glover's This America song um and particularly the video it's very disturbing to watch and and yet i think that's the effect you know that's to say you know we're getting too comfortable with people dying and and you know police shooting um people especially black young young black men um we're getting comfortable with uh school mass shootings we're getting comfortable with um people shooting you know basically terrorists shooting, you know, in our own country, homegrown terror terrorism in our, in our country with, you know, um, mainstream people. Um, and I think that it's important that these artists have really brought this out, that that it's, it's important that we need, you know, that we need to address this and, and, and deal with these issues on a mental health basis. And so some of the things that we talked about, um, was the psychological distress that uh, particularly people of color have. So mm-hmm. what are what are some of those
0: things? Well, if you if you look at uh, Kendrick's song, I think PTSD is is a a big piece of what's happening. Um, there's some some trauma, racial trauma that happens and just looking at lyrics, right? So if we if we're digesting XXX by Kendrick Lamar, you have a situation where Kendrick is saying that, hey, I'm trying to be about black power and, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, the original meaning, not what it's been hijacked to be, um, you know, Black Lives Matter in the contrast of like, hey, we we are people too and we need help. And we, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't forget about st- sense of the word, not like anti-white lives or anti-cop lives or whatever. Um, but just understanding like, hey, people are very aware of right and wrong people are very aware people of color black people especially if we're talking about Kendrick in this song are very aware of the trauma that's happening in their neighborhoods they're very aware of the violence that's being perpetrated um but because of this 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 idea of wanting justice now this idea of like hey somebody has done something to someone that I love and I don't expect the system to deal with it in a way that's appropriate or I don't uh, I want revenge, or you know, just kind of what happens. We've come to this place where our communities, our urban communities, are just at a—I a, a, don't know—not necessarily a bloodlust, but just don't see the relevance of of ceasing the violence. Does that make sense? Like we're right. not interested in having this stop. They're not interested in the pain ending. They're just stuck in the cycle of something has happened to me. Something needs to happen to somebody else. And that's that's a response. That's a psychological response to trauma. When all you see and all you know and all you're surrounded by is violence, 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 violence. Respond to violence with violence. Start violence first before somebody c- commits violence on you. You don't have a way to stop that cycle. And I think that the, the problem is that they know that it exists and they know that it's a problem, but they don't see a way to do deal with it any any differently than how that's been than how it's being dealt with. Which is, you do something to me, I do something to you. Does that make sense?
1: Oh yes, yes. It's um an eye for an eye kind of mentality. right.
0: Basically, that was a, a good way to put it. And this, it's not helping, right? So when they say eye for an eye, you have a blind society, right? Everybody's without eyes. Right. Um, and I think that the the PTSD issue, the, the the psychological trauma issue that's being brought out about these things is that <laughs> it's it's very interesting where you can have in the song someone's coming to Kendrick saying, "Hey man, I know you can help me with the situation. Help me not respond the way I want to respond." And he's like, "Man, if this was me, as much as I want to do the right thing, if someone kills my son, they got to die too." You know, and he's being you know and that's and that's necessarily tongue in cheek, and I don't think he would literally do that if somebody uh, murdered someone in his family. But the idea is that, man, like once you become desensitized and once your mindset becomes a certain way, you can have all the logic and all the reasoning and all the good intentions. But once something actually happens, there's just a a a nature nurture thing that just kicks in. Um, Like the first song, he says, throw a stake off the ark to a pool full of sharks. He'll take it. And it's Mm. just like. The 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 shark may not want to eat that steak, but he's a shark, <laughs> and it's blood and water. Do it. Yeah, and he's, he's gonna, gonna do it. you know what I mean. And so the, I may not want to respond in kind to this gun violence with gun violence, but something has happened to my nature to where I think this is what I should do, and this is what I have to do. I'm compelled to respond this way.
1: So, you know, in some ways, he's highlighting uh, mental illness,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I don't think I don't know that if that was the intent. Um, he's an artist, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, but it does speak to everyone in this country. If we take an eye for an eye, um, tooth for a tooth attitude, Mm -hmm. nothing's going to get better in this country. Right. And especially when we bring it down to our own personal lives, if we're just out to get the next guy who gets us, Mm -hmm. you know, ultimately we're all going to suffer. Right. And, And so we need to stop this behavior. This is where I think that mental health, um, you know, especially discussions like these uh, are important for mental health is to say, okay, we need to stop the behavior of, um, revenge Mm -hmm. and us against them and realize that we're all in the same boat, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and we, we do need each other and, and we are stronger together. Um, but right now you, we almost have a PTSD society, which is, you know, um, where i'm seeing these young young men especially who are suffering um and and so angry and so so um vengeful
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know um, regardless of color at, at this point so right, um right you know so some of the things that we talked about pre-show was you know the level of stress mm-hmm. that um people have um and how they're coping and and you're talking about this coping mechanism and this mm-hmm. isn't an, a you know an eye for an eye is not a good coping mechanism (laughs) not at all (laughs) right okay so so we need to figure out a a a better coping strategy Mm -hmm. um so so i just want to ask you do you think these songs um are like protest songs
0: if we're looking at you know historical um meaning of protest songs i would say absolutely um you know it's it's a commentary on society it's a commentary on what's going on it's a it's a rebuke it's a do better it's a uh you know this this has to stop and i, I think that on a on the surface it may seem like a protest against you know if somebody oh they're just angry with you know whatever but like no this is this is this is more than just these songs are more than just saying hey we're blaming somebody else for for our problems so i had a a, a client um, whose parent is not from America, and you know, they wanted to have a conversation with me of why black people are always victims why are they always portrayed portraying themselves as victims and you know america and this and that is just happening to them and i'm like wow i was like wow you really you really think this and so we have a conversation and i'm just highlighting the history of things that have happened to people of color in america especially black people since since she you know they they directly asked me about black people and it was one of those things where i was like wow people really feel as if people pointing out things as problematic or crying victim you know what i mean and i think that these songs if you're talking about protest songs if you're talking about awareness of things it's it's not just oh wow what is me america and white people are so bad to me it's like yo we have to, we have to do better and they're looking for solutions not just from government help or handouts or you know uh, uh welfare or whatever the case may be They're like yo let's point out these things say, okay, America, look at what you look at yourself, right? Be honest with what the the role you play in this and then everybody else, hey, what do we need to do to to do something different? You know, or at least spark the conversation or start the conversation. If that does that answer that?
1: So yes. Yeah. So I, I definitely agree with you on that. And I think that these songs are um a protest. You know, we we talked about the pre-show, uh, Mississippi Goddamn by Nina Simone and um, Bob Dylan in his day, you know, he talked about, um, you know, the, the injustices in the U S at that, at, 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 in, in his era. Mm-hmm. And so I think that Kendrick and, um, Donald Glover are both talking about the injustices and, and the dire situation that we have in America today. Mm-hmm. And so we have to really look at ourselves and, um, examine our own hearts, especially as men who want to be initiated, um, integrated, uh, men who are aware of not only our, our needs and, and, and taking care of ourselves, but, you know, caring for our brothers Mm -hmm. and sisters. Mm -hmm. And so I think that looking at things like mental illness, um, particularly the signs of mental illness is really important. So, um, you know, I, I know that we talked about some, some symptoms of mental illness. You know, I, I used to say this, if, if you went to the, you went to your psychiatrist and you, and you said, Hey doc, I got some issues. I'm feeling lots of paranoia. I'm feeling lots of anger. I'm afraid of people, especially people with, um, uh, people of color. Um, you know, I I have these beliefs about, you know, uh, conspiracy theories and, and, um, and I think that people are, are plotting against me. The government is against me. And um, people of color are taking my job, you know, taking my job and, you know, um, and, and, and we want, and, and this person wants to blame others and says, you know, I think everyone's um, the problem, not me. You'd be, you know, what do you think would happen? They come out of that office with medication, okay? And, and that, these are the symptoms of mental, um, of racism. And and what racism does to people. And this is this is generational stuff. You know, these, you know, kids don't grow up. They're not born racist. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's a training. It's a conditioning. It's a a belief system that Mm -hmm. gets passed down from um, from generation to generation. And and it creates hate. It creates all of these. Uh, horrible, uh, symptoms, uh, of mental illness. And mm-hmm. we need to treat racism as a mental illness in this country. So, you know, just like any good uh, man would do, we mm-hmm. examine our own hearts and we, we make sure that we're healthy and we have to look at ourselves and say, okay, you know, do I have these, um, prejudices or, um, biases in us, in myself? And then I've got to, you know, deal with it, yeah. uh, and work on these issues. And, um, but but in society in general, we have to also uh, mm-hmm. look at look at racism uh, in whole segments of a population mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that they're they're suffering with mental illness.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's if we're looking at the, the, the mental illness lens, it's even the response to what's going on um, shows the the power, if for lack of a better words, that. These events that are happening, the black on black crime, the mass shootings uh, and the people's response to these things shows that we're not in a good mental health space. So what happens is I think what what, uh, Gambino is trying to show in the This is America video is that you see. All this stuff that's happening in the background, but all the kids that are with them are just dancing and they're just happy and they're just wide eyed and they're bushy tailed. And it's just like, yo, how can you be dancing and and happy and 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 living when all this stuff is going on in the background? And that's kind of where we've come. If we're looking at this PTS thing, if we're looking at this uh, trauma situation and you 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 mentioned earlier coping mechanisms, like the coping mechanism has to become has become ignore it. Uh, put it away, uh, stuff it down, act like it's not happening, smile and dance in the face of all these different things. And not saying that's you know um, literally what people do when there's a mass shooting. Like, oh, let's dance and have a party to forget about what's happened. But it's like people can't weep, they can't mourn, they 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 don't have the opportunity to. Um, kind of deal with the tragedy because it's like, yo, either it happens too many times or it's going to happen again, or let's just not deal with it all and act like it doesn't happen. And that in itself creates more of a problem in the long term. Like you can't just stuff this stuff down. You just can't ignore these things. You just can't like, you know, gleefully go on unbothered um, by, the, by the chaos that's happening. You know, and it's, it's, it's that in itself is problematic. Like that does not right. help. You know, that's not good for the psyche. That's not good for the soul.
1: Right. Absolutely. I mean, uh, it's, it's delusional to think, you know, if, if we just kind of, um, keep getting used to these, this this gun violence Mm -hmm. and the racism in this country and cops shooting black men and all these things, well, then we're, we're going to enter into a a denial, a classic Mm -hmm. denial that's Mm -hmm. going to harm us in the long run because we'll, we'll just be caught in this little bubble and think, you know, it's everyone else's problem and not my problem. And so we really have to take it on and say, look, I, I want to be a part of the solution. Yeah. I want to, first of all, take care of my own problems and, um, particularly my own racist attitudes, and then, um, and then try to help people, um, you know, in my community and around me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's 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 a sad place, man. I, you know, what I mean. I try not to think about it too much. Again, me, even me, I'm like, all right, I, you know, I can't spend too much time with it, but it's. The reality, like, this stuff has to be addressed because it, it, it has to get better.
1: Right. Well, we're seeing guys come in and, you know, they're looking, uh, you know, because they're feeling um, stressed and they're yeah. feeling that, you know, the harassment and the microaggressions that they're experiencing. And, mm-hmm. and you know, they don't know what to do, how to, how to cope. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's called what we call crazy making because obviously the victims often get... Uh, made out to be the, you know, the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, that's where the crazy making comes in. And when we talk to guys and we say, no, no, the, the you're experiencing this and this is real. And, um, and this isn't your fault.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, it, you can almost just see the tension just ooze out of them because, mm-hmm. it, you know, they're thinking, well, am I crazy? Is it, is, am I doing this to myself? And, mm-hmm. and in reality, no society is, really sick right now and yeah. we need to really um work on bringing it back to health.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: So, um you know, it's just some things to cope with um the you know, how, how do we how do we cope uh with the microaggressions and um how do you think we should uh, address these issues of biases and um uh, racial uh racism?
0: Yeah, I think for majority culture or, you know, because we want everybody to be able to feel feel a part of this conversation. I think for, let's just say, if you're, you know, a white male that's potentially not uh, aware or want to ignore or, you know, just feel as if these things aren't what they are, again, and people are being victims and people are just making it to be something else and placing the blame somewhere else. Really just dive into, even if you just dive into, you know, Kendrick Lamar XXX, Childish Gambino, This Is America, Nina Simone in Mississippi Goddamn, um look at the lyrics read the lyrics go to lyricgenius.com and, and 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 get some commentary on what's being said because it's easy to pass off things like this as as either haha this is entertainment wow that was a great video oh look at the song oh look at the lyricism blah 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 but if you're not taking a in-depth look at what's being said you're gonna miss the 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 depths of what is being covered and what's being expressed and the pain and the hurts and the wounds and that will keep you from if you don't know this if you're not aware if this doesn't become of like uh what's not necessarily become one with you but if 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 you don't take the time to study this stuff, it'll just it's easy just to pass it off as as just entertainment or nonsense or just black people complaining. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and Um, so my encouragement is like, you know, spend time digesting this stuff, reading this stuff, expanding your horizons with this stuff um, so that you can go past the maybe initial response of, oh, here they go again. Right, And when that takes place, it'll give you better understanding. It'll allow for empathy to take place. It'll allow for you to be like, all right, well, what's next for me? How do I... Um how do I do something about this? What can I do? You know, what, what what can be done? Because I'm having a lot of conversations with a lot of my white friends and they're like, yo, they're just coming to a place where they see these images over and over again. People calling 911 for no reason. The, the black girl sleeping at Yale in her dorm room and the white girl calling the police saying she doesn't belong there. You know, and you know, just different things happening. They're like, yo, like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the person that's just always calling the police or just making the assumptions that these people don't belong. And I said, well, you don't grow and you don't learn until you, Dive in, you know what I'm saying? Until you invest in the culture and the things that are being said, you're, not, you're going to continue to be the person that just calls 911 because you don't understand. You don't have a level of, of understanding to know that, hey, before I do this, because somebody's life is going to be on the line once the police show up, let me figure out how I can diffuse the situation or understand what's going on or be a part of the solution and not the problem. And I think that di- like diving in first of all and understanding what's going on is, is a great first step.
1: I really like that. And, you know, I'll give a second step here, having the discussions and yeah. and sitting down with people of color and mainstream guys and sitting down and, and actually talking about race relations. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I recently uh, participated in a uh, workshop and um, the first question that was given to me and to the audience was, you know, when did you ex- first experience your uh, racial self mm-hmm. and, and racial awareness that you were different or something was different. And, um, you know, that whole conversation, I got to spend time with um, several people. Um, I, there were mainly women here. So women of color. And uh, we talked about, you know, uh, every, each person's experience of first experience that they were different mm-hmm. or, or there was something different and that there were feelings, you know, that were, that were, um, uh, transmitted to these individuals. And, you know, even in my own life, um, growing up in Midwest Ohio, you know, up until 18, Mm -hmm. you know, there were areas where, you know, um, white people didn't want to go into the black area and, you know, black um, people were not really welcome in the white areas. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was really um, disturbing to me um at 9 years old when i'm you know my my grandfather was a farmer and we used to go into the black neighborhoods to sell his um uh he he was a chicken farmer so mm-hmm. he had 800 chickens and i was the one to collect the, collect the eggs and mm-hmm. so you know we'd go in and um and and then uh, people would say to me well what how how can you go in there and um why would you go in there and mm-hmm. you know my grand my grandfather was oblivious to it all he just he he loved the people and um you know and um, had a had a great relationship with people in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, when these young kids would ask me these questions, then I then I started realizing, oh, there's something different here. Mm-hmm. And we all have this um, experience of our racial self. So it, it's really important to sit down and, and have this discussion with people.
0: Yeah. And I think that's good for both black and white and Latino and Asian whatever, you know, the voices right. that are represented um, that need to be at the table, because that's how you start to uh deal with the wounds deal with the hurt deal with the pain and then the suppression stops like let it come to the surface let it come out let it be talked about let it be expressed because again like we mentioned before you can't suppress the stuff without it becoming problematic right absolutely yeah.
1: so the third thing i think that we should um uh, talk to our audience about is the ptsd how to deal with the ptsd
0: yeah yeah um it's whether you know you're having symptoms of it or not it's probably happening. On some scale. And the solution or a solution, a way to attack that is to get the help is to is to maybe join a men's group to see a therapist to make sure you're having conversations with people, not only in your community, but people outside of the community so that things can be processed and things can be heard. What I think a lot of times people of color don't um, take advantage of enough is using their voice. Um, and, uh, you know, people want to, be, to hear and be heard. Right. That's like a human dynamic. I want someone right. to hear me and I want to uh, I want to hear others. Right. And, I, you know, um, and I think that when you have these conversations in open forums or even if it's just one person over, you know, coffee or tea or whatever, being able to get these things off your chest in a healthy manner, being able to express your frustrations and your feelings, being able to sit with someone professionally and say, hey, this is what I'm experiencing the 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 shortness of breath the when I hear sirens I jump out of my skin uh when I'm uh, around police officers I have this 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 fear this you know when I am uh you know just whatever things that happen like I mean these things happen to me often you know and I'm not right. breaking the law by any means intentionally right. anyway maybe speeding every now and again but like I have unhealthy fears of police dogs like I have a lot of things that just pop up when I'm in certain areas as a result of you know the things that I've experienced or whatever but I have to be intentional about speaking to people and having conversations and get these things out so that people can help me process and work through the trauma thereof and if we don't do that man like it's just you know I can speak in the African-American community you know with therapy and, and 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 speaking about feelings and things of that nature especially for guys it's just not something that we do enough um and without it just being you know barbershop conversation and complaining like you know we need to have solution you know driven conversations intentionally um so that we can see that there's light at the end of the tunnel so that we can have hope so that we won't live with this cloud just hanging over us of despair and darkness
1: i agree and especially with the ptsd hypervigilance and depression Mm um i i often you know talk to guys about uh, their own PTSD, and you you know you're kind of giving uh, us an example of the fear that can come these these immediate um, you know uh, waves of fear that can come over us if we're in a situation. And you know um, now when we see police officers, do we have to be afraid that the police officers are more dangerous than the gang gang member on the street? Right. Um, you know, or the dog is going to come after us. And right. and so these are PTSD responses. And I think that it's the crazy making that that really impacts uh mental health here so um you know seeing a therapist and really talking about these things is is a good place to start um and then having the community uh, discussions that you know we all need to have together about you know the fears that we have and um i recently had you know talked to someone myself because i i have a lot of anxiety i had a lot of anxiety uh, for my son, every time he would, you know, go out, you know, mm-hmm. I'd have to double check, you know, and make sure he was safe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, and in some ways, I mean, I'm glad that he's not in this country for mm-hmm. right now. Right. Um, so, you know, I had anxiety and I actually had to talk to someone about it mm-hmm. and, you know, and work through it. And, it, and quite frankly, it didn't make the anxiety go away because <laughs> of course, you know, there are so many uh, variables out there, but at yeah. least I had the support. And I think that We have to get the support.
0: Right, and if you are listening and if you're in a position where you can have town hall meetings, if you're in college and you can have um, uh, conversations where you can bring in speakers and 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 have the students themselves speak and maybe professors and, and have these conversations if you're in a position to moderate these things and have these things come out if you're you know somebody's uncle if you're just an adult in a family like if you can speak to the the younger men uh, in your life man do that like that's the like that's the, the 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 push that's the ask from us like don't let a conversation like this just happen on a podcast and you're like oh man that sounds good like no actively go and do something you have the ability and the responsibility to do something about this and to have a conversation and to try to help broker and barter um uh you know just a better space for these things and if you're a mental health professional and you're listening to this be intentional about having these conversations in your groups or if your clients are bringing these things uh to the table just don't you know chalk it up as oh you have generalized generalized anxiety oh you're just dealing with some you know no man make make address this and say hey maybe this is a thing that's related to some other trauma or you know ptsd or whatever the case may be and don't just brush it off
1: Right. Don't don't brush it off because yeah. it it'll just get worse. Right. Right, right, right.
0: And I don't know, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like, you know, if if more men took responsibility to have these conversations or to be the leaders and the thought leaders and, you know, and and the people that are controlling the narrative as opposed to America's narrative controlling, you know, what's going on, we'd be in better shape. Things things would be be better along these lines.
1: So I agree. And I think that, you know, for men, we we do need to um, look at these issues and participate in in our communities and. give the support to the, uh, minority communities as well as the, you know, the mainstream, uh, particularly young men who are suffering that, you know, we, we often try to reach out to, I think it's important for all of us to participate, be active participants in, you know, resolving some of these issues, especially, and, and especially addressing the racism and the, and the, the violence in this country.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: All right. So, you know, we, we are attempting to address this issue. We understand that if you're listening that, y- you know, you may have a very different situation. We understand that, you know, everyone's situation is their own. And I would just encourage you guys out there, if you're listening to this podcast, that you, you know, really um, – check your own mental health right now. And, and if, if this, any of this part of the, um, this discussion bothered you, you know, ask yourself, why did it bother you? You know, what, what are the issues that it's bringing up for you? And then go talk to someone.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what do you think? John? Yeah,
0: no, absolutely. Um, we want to make people uncomfortable. We want to help people become comfortable. And I think this conversation is really just about, Awareness. I mean, you know, as we talked about pre show and even putting these things together, I think the Kendrick Lamar song and the Childish Gambino song um, is a, again, like we've said, it's a critique, it's a call to action, it's a demand for justice, it's protests, it's all of these things. But again, it, it takes a joined effort, it takes an American effort uh all hands on deck effort right. to kind of overcome these things, and I think the biggest piece is that oftentimes when these things happen when these songs come out, people don't feel as if they should actively be involved in the solution. It's like oh man, that sucks, sucks to hear that all these black young men are killing each other oh man, uh sucks to hear that you know all these unarmed black men are getting shot by police uh, sucks to hear that all these sleeping female uh <laughs> Yale students are getting harassed by you know right. their 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 uh, I don't know, the, the school campus police or whatever the case may be and don't feel like they have a way to uh, participate in the solution. And I literally got a text from one of my friends. He was like, yo, man, like, what can I do? And I was, you know, jokingly, I said, well, stop calling 911. Uh, and he and I was being funny, but it really <laughs> right. like, no, no, that's real. Like when 911 is called, there's a real threat to my life if the police show up. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. And, yeah. and that's just the thing. And it's, you know, I was being tongue in cheek per se, but, you know, we had different conversation. But he felt, you know, again, he's a therapist and all that other stuff, so he's on a different emotional level, but he was, like, recognized, like, yo, I have privilege in this country, and I have to utilize my privilege in such a way um, that I can potentially stop these things from happening. You know what I mean? Um, and oftentimes, I think the, the people that are in power, people that have privilege, don't want to use that privilege in such a way that benefits everybody. Um, and usually people keep privilege to themselves. <laughs> and they're like, hey, as long as you ain't calling 911 on me, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? And so... Uh, I think that, you know, our hope here in this conversation is to get people to understand that whatever position you find yourself in, if you're a perpetrator or a victim or someone with privilege or whatever the case may be, um, try to find a solution to the problem and be a part of the solution and not be a part of the problem. And don't just write things off as, oh, that's their issue, because uh, if we're one person sick, we're all sick. And we Absolutely. have to have that mindset and we have right. to have to have to have that mindset. If one person's doing bad, we're all doing bad. And I understand this is not to put a monkey in your back like you have to solve the world's problems. But in your context, in your community, in whatever it is that you know, you have in arm's length, do something about these things in, in your community.
1: Absolutely. We're all one big family and when one family member is sick, the whole family gets sick. And so it's yeah. important to you know, care for one another and, and to really help each other.
0: Right, I agree one hundred percent. Just briefly, man, any any final thoughts for you?
1: Well, I, I'm today. It was the royal wedding, and okay. I have to say this in the uh, United Kingdom, Prince um, uh, Harry married um, uh, Meghan Merkel, and um, who's biracial, mm-hmm. and changed the monarchy forever. And I'm 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 celebrating because I have family in England, and um, I'm really excited about this because. I heard that Queen uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, uh, recognized and and accepted um, Meghan wholeheartedly, and today in the in the marriage and in the wedding ceremony, uh, you could see people of color everywhere, um, and it just um, was outstanding. It felt so good to see that, so I'm I'm so proud and so happy.
0: All right, cool. And I and we'll probably have to discuss this on another show. But I want, if you know, our non-colored uh, people of color listeners are our, our white listeners to understand this is not an attack on whiteness. Like the things that people of color say and do and try to bring awareness and and highlight things in Kendrick Lamar's thing and Childish Gambino's thing, although there may seem as if there's some sting, this is not an attack on whiteness. This is not an a, a, a an attempt to uh, make white people. Uh, uh, feel less than and to uh, uh, you know uh, open-handedly slap you in the face and attack it's more so just just take it as commentary take it as critique take it as how can we do better and what can I do to do better and I think that if I can help you take away some of the sting in conversations like this and so it doesn't become you know you just get in your feelings and become automatically offense just lay back chill out listen to what's being said process what's going on and ask good questions and this doesn't have to become a personal attack and an attack on whiteness. Absolutely. So, I could suggest that they go
1: and listen to um, Kendrick Lamar's song "XXX" mm-hmm. um, and uh, the "This America" by Donald Glover, and mm-hmm. and just you know experience it for themselves.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah All right. Well, appreciate you all for listening. Uh, thank you for. Bearing with any uh, ACs that may come on, may have come on or sirens that went by or airplanes that flew overhead, uh, we're just trying to keep things going and we're doing what we can to make sure that our recordings are happening and we want y'all to get this information. And so um, this is our commitment and we hope that you'll be committed to us too and just tell a friend, you know, like us, uh, follow our streams, you know, just just get just get men involved and comment and let us know what's going on and send us some ideas on conversations you, you want us to have. Uh, we appreciate you. And, uh, yeah, I'm John Parker. And I'm Dr. Daniel David. And this has been another episode of Of Mifs and Men. Thank you for listening to Of Mifs and Men podcast. If you or someone you know may be in need of therapeutic or counseling services or even life coaching, please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our contact phone number is 770 674 0553. You can also reach us via email at, at com. That's contact at Ofmythsandmen.com. Our web address is of And again, that's spelled ofmythsandmen.com. Thank you for listening.